Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is uh, J33... No, it's Joel. (laughs) My name is Sarah. And my name is Aaron. (laughs) Uh, That didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Numbers. Dumb numbers. My name is THX1138. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. R2DJ. Isn't that the <laughs> like new technology for sound? Oh, mm. THX1138 was a George Lucas um, um, college film. That was oh. his, his first movie, yeah. And uh, he named his uh, sound studio after, after it. After it. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't stand for anything. That's a trippy movie too. That might need to. Yeah, I want to see it. Into the randomizer. Robert Duvall. That's a crazy one. That is a crazy (laughs) movie. If you guys haven't seen it, yeah. Lobot. Silver plated, like metallic faced police officers. It's like it's crazy. That is just a crazy movie. I see it. Yeah, for sure. The movie this week was Just Imagine from 1930. I had this up a second ago. (laughs) (laughs) Was it from 1930 or 1933? 1930. Oh, okay. Directed by David Butler, starring L. Brendel as double O, Maureen O'Sullivan as L-N-18, John Garrick as J-21, and Marjorie White as D-6. There's some cool, cool names for yeah. future folks. That's right. Drop D6. Mm-hmm. Drop the D6. <laughs> you roll the one. You whiffed. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> so, uh, wow. Musical. There was some music in there. There was. Yeah. I remember there being some music. Mm. Yeah, very, very memorable. <laughs> I was reading all about the uh, the most popular song from this movie and actually became a hit outside of the movie was the Never Swat a Fly song. Shut up. No, seriously. That's what it's <laughs> no. It was like covered by somebody else with like uh, different like percussion instruments and oh, okay. Okay. Voices. So what you're saying it was a different version of the song. Right, right. Not, the not, not an actual just recording of Right. Okay. Yeah, somebody covered it outside of the thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, for a minute that yeah, I was in a little bit of disbelief, but I guess, you know, <laughs> get a right a right couple of singers there. I mean sure you could you could shine you could shine that turn right up. I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> I don't even know how to talk about this movie. I just take it one step at a time. It's I mean it's weird, like uh Well it, I guess what's your synopsis? I'll, okay. 
So what we have here, what we have here is, uh, this is a movie about the year 1980. The future. But our representation is that obviously this film was, 19, was filmed in 1930. Mm-hmm. So this is supposed to be 50 years in the future, as someone from 1930 would believe the future would be. Would be. Uh, yeah. Flock of Seagulls is topping the charts. Absolutely. Most popular movie is uh, Rambo. First Blood Part Two. Yep. Uh, something else. Nineteen eighties. No. 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 Absolutely not, Joe. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Modern discourse is that you can fly your airplane up to someone else's airplane, and you can just chat with them. Oh, uh, that's this a, a thing. Yeah. This is a thing, man. <laughs> I, that was a interesting scene that they didn't. I mean, once they got done with the initial, like super futury stuff, they they kind of just. Put a lid over it, a you know, a cloth over, it and was like, hey, "It's it's basically the 1930s. Some things are different." I have to say though that um, the very beginning of the film, I thought was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I like the idea that they were like, "This is what this is what New York would have looked 50 years ago mm-hmm. in 1880 or or whatever, you know." And then <laughs> this is what modern 1930 you know new york looks like and then here's what it looks like in 1980 <laughs> I, I thought that was really cool that was really well done yeah in my opinion yeah that part was i i enjoyed that part yeah for sure i i felt like i was still holding on and i grasped everything and i think the beginning of the future segment i was i was on board too i was right there with them yeah that's cool with the planes and the uh, and the model city. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that was, was such cool, a cool looking. model. They had these really cool looking model planes that they were. Well, they were. I'm guessing like on something in a studio or right. something. But um, they were riding in them almost like the Dumbo ride or something at yeah, <laughs> Disneyland. Yeah, good Serious. Call. Oh no! Seriously, yeah. <laughs> single single passenger planes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they so were cool. really cool looking. So cool yeah. looking. Yeah. So it's about this. Uh, it, it, you, if you were going to make a movie back then, it, it had to be about love, right? You had to have some sort of love relationship in there. Well, I mean, like even the comedies, you know, somebody was getting up with somebody else. I, I haven't done much research into storytelling, but I, I would have to say that, you know, most films that have romance involved in some way or another, you're going to profit. You know, yeah. so, you know, throwing a romance in there was probably smart on their part. Right. For the moviegoers to go and... Nothing better than seeing two beautiful people end up together in the end. Like Edward Scissorhands and Winona Ryder. They're still together, aren't they? Uh, Have you, you seen the end of that movie, Joel? No, I turned it off after they uh, danced together in the snow. Anyway... <laughs> So all the trouble starts here in the future. There, there's a couple of points of trouble starting. You know, in the in this future, people only get married through contract. If somebody is contracted to marry somebody else, you can put in an object an objection if you want to marry that person. But once that contract is signed, you have better. The court decides who is going to end up with who. So our hero, and I'm making quotation marks, J21, really desperately wants to marry LN18. Uh, he, you know, he's in love with her, and you can tell because at some point they press their faces together and look at the camera. <laughs> wow, it's so true, though. Yeah. And that's like a silent film thing, you know, that's the whole mugging thing like that. Yeah. Right? 
It's <laughs> in, at least in silent film, we had the advantage of not having to listen to one of them sing for about five minutes while looking at the camera. Yeah. That was brutal, man. That was pretty brutal. This was like a, a genre mashup. Oh, yeah, totally. It was sci-fi, romance, musical, and something else. And some fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Legal drama. <laughs> Legal? Yeah, I was like, this is a movie about a guy who wants to get a marriage license. <laughs> totally. In the future. Gotta work through 1980s bureaucracy. <laughs> we can't get my woman. <laughs> but we gotta... I need the paperwork. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't file the papers? <laughs> now R45 is gonna marry J.P. Morgan Sternly Stanley. You gotta throw some numbers in there, though. Five, five. There you go, kid. <laughs> The problem wasn't that he didn't file the paperwork. It was that the other guy had already filed paperwork. Damn. And you can't cancel that once it's been filed. Right. Well, and then also the court determined that he was, the other suitor was better off. You know, oh, M yeah. MT3, who I thought, they, I, I thought for a second they were saying MP3, and I was like, oh, yeah. but it's MT. Yeah. He was, uh, we, didn't, we didn't know uh, what kind of muckety-muck he was, but the other guy was like, I've reached the top of my profession now already. I can't get any higher, so I'm never going to be better than this guy. I got the feeling like that MT3 was a policia. Oh, like he, he was, is, yeah. Oh. Or some type of he didn't know lawman. Lawman, yeah. So He looked a little too clean cut, though. Oh, okay. He yeah. had like a big penthouse apartment. That's true. Mm -hmm. So maybe he was, he was government instead of police. Good point. Good point. This so. kind of reminded me of the party a lot. The communist party. Mm -hmm. That party. <laughs> because I've never been invited. <laughs> because everybody that was involved in the political stuff seemed to have like special perks and money, and there were controls put on everyone of what they could and couldn't do. They had to like apply, yeah, for things. True, yeah. Um. So that I mean that might just be my feeling because. I've seen some of that before, but I don't know. Like, I was kind of wondering if they weren't insinuating towards some other thing that was going on socially yeah, at the time. I mean, they, I'm the, imagining the future to become more mechanical, more system, uh, systematic, more organized. It, it makes sense. A lot, of, a lot of movies do that. I mean, like Brazil and like. Um, yeah, Gattaca. Like, a lot of sci-fi yeah. movies are about how everyone just kind of has to fall in line in the future and... Totally. Wear no colors. Elysium a little bit there, too. <laughs> you haven't seen that one yet. Cool. Only one that doesn't is Back to the Future Part 2, because you can still just walk into a store and buy that uh, almanac of sports facts just whenever you want. You gotta wear two ties, though, man. Oh, yeah, two ties. Don't take your hoverboard onto the water. <laughs> Maybe adjustable clothes. Oh, yeah, though. That's pretty cool. Marty yeah. never paid for that Pepsi. Oh, that's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, for one thing, his pockets were inside out. So well, that's the way the kids were wearing them. But he couldn't even hold any money in his pockets. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Um, I'm going to have to say, though, this movie was uh, was pretty awesome. There's some really cool stuff. It's certainly enjoyable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we were entertained by it. We were seeing was what was going to happen next. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was as crazy as like doppelganger. No, it wasn't doppelganger crazy. Oh no 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 no. But it was 1930s crazy on a podcast scale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely not doppelganger crazy. It was somewhere in between. Uh, what was the other one we watched that was pretty old? I mean. Not, not Trapped the, by television. Trapped by television. It was better than Trapped by television oh, thank, because thank it was goodness. at least interesting. I yeah. was so I was very hesitant when we started this movie. <laughs> Me but, too. Yeah, that's what I we were was scared. About. Yeah. Even though I liked that movie, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, it was super short. <laughs> that's fine. So we didn't. <laughs> even, this one was like two hours long. Like uh, they they did a bunch of weird future stuff in there like that, but that wasn't the weirdest part of the movie, as far as the, uh, I think any of us thought. The weirdest part of the movie was the actor L. Brendel. Who is a vaudeville performer, and his specialty is pretending to be a, a Swedish immigrant. Is that a thing? Well, <laughs> let's kind of describe how, how. I mean, how how does this guy show up in the movie? You know, I think that was actually a scene that was very kind of disorienting for my for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> our hero can't marry, or no, no, he's he's he got a roommate, and they're 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 real friends. They're real, real. Real close. Anyways, anything he's Their beds were in the same room. Exactly. Well, yeah, even though he's at the top of his job, they live in a freaking studio apartment. Yeah, 1930s. Don't you think that in 50 years, people will have their own domiciles? Mm. (laughs) I would say. Living in pods. There won't won't even be houses. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Matrix, except you get to go out and go to the bathroom every once in a while and get back in your pod. It's good that way. But uh, they're going to go see an experiment. They're, they're Like, I've got tickets to go see an experiment or something like that for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> and the experiment is that they've discovered a, a, a man who died in 1930, and they're going to try to bring him back to life. And uh, that was one of the coolest sets, because yeah. it had... The like lightning, or not even lightning, it was like circular electrical things going back and forth that were animated on there, and other like uh bubbling cauldron type things, like yeah. uh, potion things. This is like this like electric donut, or I don't know what you want to call it, kind of circular shapes are really cool. Yeah, yeah. all the neon, neon bulbs kind of blinking in the background. Oh, yeah, the neon, yeah, yeah, it was cool. very cool looking. But we don't stick there for very long. Once once we get Dorcas up out of the uh, resurrection chamber, we start. Uh, Dorcas, did they did they press a button or did they inject him with something? I forget. I forget exactly what they what the it, initial like they like bring flip back. some switches. Oh, that's right. He pulled, and then he they the turn him around. around. Yeah. And I think that if we had been audiences from back then, we maybe we would have been like, "Oh, it's that guy." But I've never I had never heard of him. I, I looked him up now. And he was a, a semi-famous vaudeville actor. This was actually the movie he was most famous for. Really? But Didn't I guess it was vaudeville? Yeah. Oh, that's cool that yeah. he really was. He's, he was doing that kind of body language and oh, stuff. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. That act he does later with, like, switching wigs, you could see him, like, trying doing yeah. that on stage yeah. or something like that. This could, this could be his famous thing. But, yeah, he was famous for, like I said, pretending to be a Swedish immigrant. Yeah, we didn't know what accent he was trying to do at first, but it was like Tommy. Was it was it. like making fun of some. 
<laughs> totally Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. Hey, he doesn't have an accent. <laughs> You're right, he doesn't. I've been studying this movie for years, and I think I figured out what I need to do. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Hollywood. We're all still with the story at this point, right? I mean, we're following along. We understand the chain of events. This does make sense, though, in, yeah. in, some, in some capacity. The scientists brought him to life, and they're like, well... Forget you. Yeah, that's we're oh, done yeah. with you, man. That's yeah, you we're like, done with you. Like the, the, this, this poor man from 1930s. Like you brought me back to life. Well, what do you plan on doing next? And he's like, well, experiment success. I'm done with you. That was all I wanted you for. Like you're on your own. But then the morbid part of that scene too is like he looked at me. He's like, I could just kill you if you want. Yeah, like, straight up. Like, what are medical ethics like going on in 1980? Like this is insanity. Like, yeah, it was just like wow. It's like the year 3000. He just needs to find the suicide booth. I was trying to figure out if they can resurrect anybody or if this was like the medical the medical yeah. experiment was only possible because he was struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. Like if that if being killed by lightning could and then being run through electricity could bring you back to life. I don't or... think they thought it through. <laughs> no, that, that makes sense to me. Definitely. Definitely. I'm trying to think from like a 1930s point of view. Maybe electricity like preserved him. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. They put a shock through him and then they like took a shock back out or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's like a Marion, you know, that's a Frankenstein constant. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But no undead dumb being that murders his bride eventually. Uh, (laughs) Spoilers. I I don't like that guy. I mean, it was fun. He progressed the story, and some interesting things happened because he was in it. But they get, I, I feel like they, well, they, they could they, have left him out. They used him as like a, um, like a uh, as as a story tool to like right. show the viewer what the future's like. Right. Like, we're supposed to like, be the viewer. That's or it. We're well, supposed well, to be the Dorcas. Yeah. If you're from 1930, you can go. Okay. Cool. Like. You know, we can relate this guy because we've never seen the future. So he's like, oh boy, I'm hungry, you know? And he's like, sure, let me take you to this cafe here. I haven't eaten 50 years, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to be some, like, immigrant stereotype. Like, like I don't even know what this stereotype is. I'm so unfamiliar with what they were trying to do. I was, yeah. But same. I knew it was probably not the most pleasant thing to be doing. Those damn Swedes. <laughs> Is this a time when, like, the movie- Swedish immigrants were getting, like, picked on in America? Probably. I, <laughs> like, mean, I don't know the context. Maybe, maybe, the writer, maybe the writer of the film just was like, I'm sticking it to those Swedes. Kept me up all night the other night, so I'm gonna yeah. write... Or it'd be crazy if they, like, already knew this guy and already knew he did that and they, like, built this movie, like, yep. around him. Totally. That wouldn't be that I know I could get this actor. Either, yeah. yeah. I know I could get this guy. Why don't we write him in? He does that thing that's so funny. Like yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, looking at his... I like the speculation, though. His yeah. credits. I see Sven, Virgil, Olaf, Olaf. Papa Jensen, Grandpa Childers. Yeah, this guy. He had a thing. He definitely, you know, when when you take, when you mute him, you know, when you mute him, a lot of his mannerisms, though, were hilarious. Yeah, he's like, doing that typical, had, like, Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, vaudeville type thing, you know, yeah. animated. Yeah. And that, yeah, that works, yeah. But I don't, it's it's the, the talking 
that was the issue. <laughs> oh, God, yes. No, yeah. definitely. Like, I remember being all on board in this movie, and then he opened his mouth, and I was like, okay. And then, of course, <laughs> then this, this is, of course, after we had, like, the ten-minute guy staring at the screen singing a song <laughs> about why he loved this lady. Like, that was yeah. pretty brutal, too, man. Well, that was singing. A, that was that... I, the first time he broke into song was after the was guy, it? Guy. Yeah, it was because before. remember he was like drunk and then he climbed up into the building. Oh, I thought no, there was a song prior to that, I believe. Oh, there was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay, Joel. I you, thought that was going to be the one song. I was like, fingers crossed. Uh, they're all this is the together. one song. I knew it was a musical. I just yeah. didn't want to tell us. <laughs> It's uh, part of the surprise of the randomizer's choice. That's I try to learn as little as I can about it, you know. But basically, I didn't want a repeat of Trapped by Television where it was only slightly about the future. So yeah, that's why I looked into it beforehand. But yeah, well, but yeah, yeah. he's the, he is a uh, part foil, part comedy relief, part heroic goofus. <laughs> Loves to get drunk. Loves to ogle ladies. There's a lot of skin in this movie. Yeah. Uh, this is a this is a pre-code movie. Like, the Hayes Code was established in 1930, the same year as this movie. But uh, until that, like, people could do whatever they wanted in movies. There wasn't any set rules. You know, a theater could refuse something if they thought it was too racy or something like that. But Hollywood, you know, put out movies where there was nudity and there was... Actual sexual innuendo and, and stuff like that. And uh, this is like, I wasn't expecting to see woohoo, ladies in their slips. Oh, yeah. Hubba hubba. Them 1980s fashion, man. These girls weren't wearing bras either. Nope. This was like a, this was like a full on like 20s, 30s, like the way people dressed. Yep. And there was like a lot of silk and satin and, um, yeah, just really like form-fitting and kind of sleek-looking clothing. Yeah, bare midriffs, bare backs. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. The costumes were actually pretty cool. Like, yeah. I think the a couple of them were tailored really awesome. Mm. Like, it, like, creative for the time, but also, like, pretty cool. Yeah. Like, now. Yeah, we have pockets here. The future, no <laughs> pockets. <laughs> Remember that. I liked the slick design of the guy's suit, though. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I do say that it was pretty lame. He didn't have any pockets. At least uh, until later on in the story. It's got then nice he had lines. pockets. Oh, yeah. He gave himself his own pockets. Turned them inside out. Because that was the style at the time. <laughs> oh, man. So, let's let's stick with some future stuff. Like, okay. uh, they, they go, he wants to eat. They, yeah. You were saying. And we get... Uh, yeah. Food capsules. Everything is in capsules. The food, the alcohol. Well, not the medicine, because for some reason they keep giving him shots in his rear end. Well, in, or in order to, to keep him revived and alive, uh, apparently... The vaccinations he never got. The receptionist at the place has to give him shots. I don't know. That was kind of a weird... Whatever. I, they just didn't want to complicate the story anymore, so they're probably just like, just make that lady the, the one who gives him the shots, you know? It happened a couple yeah. times. <laughs> oh, at least she won't be sticking things in my butt anymore. What? No. Oh, he was talking about needles. Okay, never mind. Oh, man. <laughs> so, at this point... How How's it going for that dude and his uh, his lady Joel? 
Well, they're not going to be able to get together, even though she loves him. She met him after the person that uh, she originally signed the marriage contract with. And there's a, a kerfuffle kind of situation where after he sings a 15-minute song, uh, he gets caught by the fiancé because of uh, Drunky McDumbo climbing up the uh, side of the building and going, Hey, guys, I was lonely, or whatever he's doing. <laughs> And he goes out into the the main character, J-21, goes out, and he's just, like, on a street, like, with a a street lamp style type thing. And there is some creepazoid standing across the street. (laughs) And like you said, Sarah is like, there's a vampire. Oh, yeah, yeah. He totally looked like... Bill Lugosi. Just chilling. He has, like, darkness, like, under his eyes and, like, a cape and, yeah. Bill Lugosi from uh, Planet Man from Outer Space, yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It was like Dracula. Yeah, he just comes over and says, I've got what you need. Come over here to this alleyway. I'll make you feel better. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> you didn't see that part, right? No, it was I like, remember. you can have everything yeah. you want. Yeah. You can have the girl that you... Yes. I could. We could fix this for you. Yeah. Like, you know, with creep is Super like... weird. Well, number one, how do you know... His business. Yeah. Number two. Okay, why do I need to go to this alley? <laughs> <laughs> and with, that wasn't the same guy, was it? Yeah, it was. That was the guy in the office. Yeah. Oh, I weird. mean, it wasn't the old man. That's what I was asking. Oh no, no, no! It was it was his assistant. That's like um, <laughs> his vampire. That's assistant. being annoyed by the women later. They did a really good job making him look like. Total creep, though. I oh, agree. Yeah. Like that was pretty awesome. Oh, I, I don't think we were supposed to think that. But he's just supposed to look really haggard I from his scientific work. Maybe I have no idea what we were supposed to think because okay. he's just like he doesn't he doesn't look like a clean cut you know square jawed American like this other guy. He looks like a a gangly I don't know what wearing glasses. But he takes him over to this famous scientist Z four ah. who uh, looks kind of look like Edison to me. Sure, yeah. And uh, everyone knows who Z four is. He's a famous he's like the scientist. most famous. He's like, so mm-hmm. I hear you want to get back with your, your lady, but you don't have enough notoriety or something like that. Well, why don't you go to Mars? He kind of reminded me of, uh, speaking of vampires, he kind of reminded me of like Rutger Howard and um, Buffy, and the, Buffy vampire the Vampire Slayer. Slayer with the robe. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. That's what, that's what, you mean the old man? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm. With the white hair, especially. Yeah. <clears throat> I was trying to like match a modern day actor to the old man's face and I couldn't like I kept going through several different people and every time we'd look he kind of looked like if Marlon Brando hadn't gotten overweight as he got older and and kept that same kind of face like it was you know a handsome face on this old man but it's besides the point the point the point is (laughs) he needs this pilot because he wants to send the first person to Mars on this special rocket this is like okay we're going along we're in the future we understand everything. Like, right turn. Like, just out of nowhere. What? Right turn, hit a banana. What? We're going to Mars now? Like, I did not see this coming. Well, I remember I remember there being, like, you know, whatever the marriage court is supposed to do in this in this universe, like, you're supposed to be able to, you can, you can, you can send a form in that's like, hey, like, I actually really want to marry her. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And then, it's and like then they, an appeal or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they give you so it was going to take four months. They give you four months to be able to essentially show that you, you're the better suitor. And so, you know, this is like his big opportunity to like go to Mars and show everyone that, you know, it's, it just so happens that this could be done in the same amount of time. <laughs> go to Mars in four months. <laughs> go there, come back in four months. You don't understand. I want to pay for a baby to slide down a slide so that I could have it with this woman. Oh, yeah, the baby vending machine. I forgot right about that cafe. part. Yeah. <laughs> you get a soda and, get this baby. and then you get a baby. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's kind of a weird. Uh, I, I hate using the reference "Brave New World," but it felt very Brave New World in that in that sense. You know, like yeah. magical food. Um, <laughs> they, babies come from a machine. <laughs> they slid a baby down a slide in a basket. Yeah, it, was in a basket. it was like, <laughs> do you want a boy or a girl? Boy, here comes a boy sliding down a little slide. I almost felt like they didn't have a decision. Like, she said that, and he was like, mm, well, we'll see what we get. <laughs> Press a button. Oh, luckily, I guess it, it is a boy. chance. <laughs> yeah, whatever they have. Oh, we got an Asian kid. <laughs> so horrible. For, for some reason, uh, J21 thinks this is a fantastic idea. Rushes back to his apartment, and his boyfriend, I mean his roommate, is like, I gotta go too! Gee whiz! <laughs> and uh, the the uh, man from the past has said, oh, I wanna go see a Mars too. Because <laughs> he thinks that, he, they keep seeing Mars, but you know, he's got an accent, so he thinks they're saying Mars, like mothers. Okay. He doesn't understand. I didn't catch that joke. Because he's from a different country. Yeah, those... Stupid foreigner. Whoa. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I would, to- I would never, ever, ever say anything like that. I mean, her mother is a foreigner, technically. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think she would actually say that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But love for foreigners. <laughs> and the bad foreigner. Ah, no. <laughs> uh, the bad foreigner. They... Got that one song. Hot blooded man. Oh, hot. No, never mind. I want to know what love is. Ah. <laughs> I want you to show me. Read a book, dude. Oh, God. Figure it out on your own. <laughs> so, they. This is a great thing, I guess, because they're like. They essentially go to like a retirement party for. The two pilots, I guess they both work for the same company, and we, we get to see a, a kind of a weird uh, meeting room, alcohol... Long, long haul, kind of? Like, coordinated dance thing. All the alcohol is in pill form, too, so they don't have <laughs> bottles or anything like that. They've got pills that they're all taking to get drunk together. Yeah. You get you get the feeling that they've done this several times before. <laughs> I have to say that their choreographed dance scene definitely reveals that this is not the first outing for this bunch. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking a two-week vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back home and practice my dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you don't understand it. It's happening tonight. It's a flash like, mob. I, I feel, yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> They're all dressed up like waiter sailors. I almost feel that, like, there was no need to go to Mars because, like, they could just do a dance number in front of the judge and he'd be like, 
Mm. You're right. Mm. You've got the moves. <laughs> she says he's just a friend. Yeah, so, yeah, after that, then we, uh, I mean, there's essentially a, outside of the meeting room, there's a huge ball going on, so they were, like, leaving everybody waiting. Yeah, what the hell, right? And then, then we get the uh, never swat a fly performance, because... Oh, man. The... Uh, the roommate and his girlfriend have been rehearsing this, I guess. I don't even... I can't even... Why? Like, <laughs> this is what... Yeah. You, I can't even... Can you imagine being somewhere and someone just goes, let me perform for you this? I well, don't yes, even... we, we live in an artist community. I can't imagine that. Like, you know, it didn't really, it didn't really hit me until, like, they had the two flies on the stage while they were... Singing and dancing and, and whatnot, but like when when Joel when you mentioned when you were like, how can anybody see this? Like, how can you see the flies? Yeah, I mean that was a weird. That was so weird. That's a freaking weird part, anyways. Did like, they really have flies? Yes, they had like two flies that were like kind of get together, and then then they show them like pushing, but we don't see them pushing the flies, and then the flies are like next to each other, like yeah, oh they're kissing. But like those poor flies. Yeah. Like picture yourself as an audience member, and you see these two people like staring at something. Uh, they were singing and dancing a second ago, and now they're just now looking they're just... at the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. That's okay. If you didn't appreciate that dance number, luckily our Swedish friend is going to show up, and he's going to really steal the show. He's gonna he's gonna get up there, and uh, what does he what does he do? Well, I believe I believe that um, double O is that what they're calling him? Yeah, double no, O. No way, <laughs> double O. I think it's uh, zero zero seven. Oh, it is double O. Zero zero yeah, zero zero. Got it right. Uh, I, I, he he kind of just does this thing, man. He's got a bunch of different hats, and he puts a hat on and he imitates characters. Sometimes yeah. a man, sometimes he's a, a woman. He's a with, farmer based on hat. He's a woman. He's her her father. He's a priest. All I know is if this is what the future, if this is what the future, this is if this is your entertainment in the future, if this is it, man, like, if this is it, it's just hard. It's it, hard to think. They've got video screens and stuff like that, you know, yeah. but it seemed like the concept of TV had not occurred to them. No. So. Well, I have to say that it is kind of an interesting way to look at the future, though, instead of sitting in your box looking at a screen you know, actually people are still getting together, you know? So, like, society is definitely kind of... It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, the society did have an interesting way of being built. But, man, entertainment sucks in 1980. That's all I gotta say about that, man. Yeah, thank God we don't live during that time. So... <laughs> yeah, the the guys that were all dancing in the bar room or whatever next door... They seemed like a military troop that, like, had... Well, yeah, they had the uniforms. Yeah. 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 They seemed... <laughs> <laughs> they seemed like a bunch of military guys that, you know, were used to doing things in formation, but they just, like, they tricked that out and did, like, a, like a more elaborate <laughs> formation, march-sounding thing. And then, and then the fly one... That was boring. Yeah. 
It was rough. It was like having to watch like a random variety show just thrown in, and then that vaudeville guy. That's what um, it was. It was a vaudeville show. We just saw, you know, like two people go up and do the performance, and then the guy comes up and does a comedy thing. You were basically watching just this chunk of uh, like something you would actually see on stage at a vaudeville thing. Yeah. But it's the future. Mm-hmm. So totally. Now, when we see the next, uh, our two pilots are getting ready to get on this rocket. Cool-looking rocket. Yeah. 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 That was an awesome rocket. And uh, nobody's told them that you're insane yet. Mm-hmm. For some reason. No. No. Doesn't his girlfriend tell him you don't have to go? Uh, well, he won't tell her what it's about. He won't tell her what he's even doing. And she's like, oh, I wish you would tell me. You know, he gives her a letter and says, don't open this until four the next morning. And, uh. And then they go off into space. They go into outer space. And that guy stowed away. Yep. yep. Goofus happens to be hiding. And who, who You did, didn't think they'd go without that? him. Aaron, did you call that? I called it, dude. I yeah. was like, I was like. He's asleep I was like, hey, Joel, it'd be really funny. <laughs> It'd be really funny if Double O showed up. No, I don't think anyone ever said that. That's not true. I said. I said. No, you're right. I'm just putting. I'm just. I'm making things. Wouldn't up. it be funny? <laughs> no. I've got an idea. Let's put that guy back in here. When he's not on screen, everybody should be asking, "Where's Double O?" Ah. So, this is just part one of a. <laughs> franchise not probably yeah <laughs> i wonder if they expected it who knows yeah who knows oh uh, this guy he's gonna go on and do great things he's got, he's got a big future ahead of him his slave guy <laughs> 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 so they're on their way to mars uh he's uh he's shocked that that's where they're going they end up on mars and mars is a very Kind of jungly looking area. I just remember how delicately they landed, mm-hmm. like oh, right. expert landing, expert landing. Like, 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 there's so much thrust of this rocket, it just kind of goes, oh, there we are. Yep. And then you kind of see this weird, obscured monster. Maybe it's just a dog covered in, like, oh yeah, what in like paper mache. <laughs> I forgot about it. It was like a goat or something. Yeah. And just kind of scurries very quickly off camera. Martian. Some kind of creature. <laughs> Never see anything like that again. It was just maybe it was like not supposed to be on set. I don't know. I just kind of it was very quick, kind of like and I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> kind of it's thing. like Pee Wee Herman riding his bike through all those movie sets. Oh yeah, definitely. That dog. I want to know that story of that dog now. What's going on there? I don't know. Adventures of Hollywood. Dog, dog with a goat mask yeah. on. He probably ran through a set. <laughs> We can't find real goats. Uh, put a put a goat mask on that dog. <laughs> All right, roll him. Oh so Mars Mars actually looks pretty cool. Stalactites, yeah. stalagmites. Yeah. I liked that kind of like sideways landscape. Yeah, going. yeah. And yeah. we kind of feel like we're just in the middle of like some naturey spot. Yeah, it's like the, the wilds of Africa or something like that. It's not jungle. They're like going, I mean, there's pathways and stuff like that, but they're like, it's like bamboo or something surrounding each of the sides and stuff like that. But uh, what do we spy as we're walking along? Who peeks out of the bushes? Something you would exactly expect to find on Mars. 
Matt Damon. No, uh, a woman. <laughs> a woman in a bathing suit. Yep. Because in Mars, they can't afford actual clothing. She had some pretty awesome hair. That was the first thing I noticed. She had, like, it was, like, it was pretty big, big hair. Sticking like, up. It was, it was impressive. Brian Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Not quite that bad, but, yeah. Yeah. I was impressed anyways. And where there's one lady, there's bound to be at least 20 more ladies. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, they were led to the den of the ladies. Yeah, just ladies and Mars and Mars and ladies. With, with their, with their come hither gestures, make those astronauts go crazy. <laughs> so naturally, these uh, the two pilots are like super skeptical. They've got like pistols and they're ready, they're ready to fire on somebody. I mean, they're future pistols. They're like square, but... But uh, you yeah. know, Dorcas Maximus uh, is is double zero, double O is like, oh, oh I like what they're doing. <laughs> I felt future in acting. I felt like they were all kind of dressed a little bit like it was definitely supposed to be weird, like futuristic alien, but but it had like a almost like Hawaiian, yeah, like mm-hmm. tribal, like Native Hawaiian look about it, and. I just thought that was weird because we've all seen Star Trek and other stuff, and it just seemed kind of like a strange costume choice. I'm, I'm going to have to say that like this entire scene felt like the basis for what Gene Roddenberry wrote for for Away Missions. You know, he's just like, okay, they got to kind of look like that thing from that one movie, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, yeah, I throw in some like 60s that. acid trip kind of stuff, you know? But definitely <laughs> the basis of the Martians from that one 1930s film. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it has a very weird away mission feel yeah. at this point. Yeah. Like, like bring, bring you to the, the palace or whatever of these, the people in charge here, and then you see their weird customs and their weird, yeah. You know, in, in Roddenberry's version... The Swedish guy would have been a red shirt and he would have died. Oh, he would probably have died <laughs> two seconds in. And then there would have been some guy who would have been like, oh, sorry, we weren't here to tell you about that. Big, <laughs> big styrofoam rock falls on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we spend a lot of time in this neck of the like woods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, oh, like, they can't communicate. Nobody communicates and they meet the queen of the Martians, and she is doing, she says a couple of things like unga or tunga or bunga or whatever. And yeah, a lot of hand motions, like trying to do sign, pointing, fingers. I don't think they had a language among themselves. They would like grunt at each other and make like rawr sounds. Right. I wonder, um, I wonder if they were like psychically linked. Maybe. Because they they were pretty good Mm -hmm. at like knowing what was going to happen, you know? Totally, they could have been. They knew what those men wanted, and what they wanted was to take a bath together. True, and and then that's exactly what they gave Which does eventually happen. Not not all three of them. One of them is like, no, not interested. It's just so weird. It's so weird because they're both just kind of like splashing in the water, and then out of nowhere, they're surrounded by women. Like... From every side, and they're just kind of doing like this, oh, like, like little leg kick dance thing, you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I, we also. I just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Guys. We need my favorite character at this point too, because the queen calls out, and we meet the one. Apparently, seems like the one male of the Martian clan. It's just some big guy wearing a loincloth and <laughs> shoulder some weird armor. spikes all over him. Yeah, 
look looking all very very definitely like Saiyan or yeah. Goku kind of looking dude. Yeah, he's got the His uh, hair, yeah. the Saiyan armor without the <laughs> white cloth part. <laughs> <laughs> it was too hot to wear that part to my armor. <laughs> but then he but then he looks like he's kind of like barnacly too with all those little kind of like shell shell things going yeah, on. Lemon nipple things. It's weird, <laughs> just absolutely weird. He looks like just like a just big so wrestler guy. Yeah. Like anime before anime, you know? Like pre-anime. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. It's weird. <laughs> but I have to say that, that like this was a really surprisingly <laughs> good turn, I think, for the movie. Like weird, but but in such a way that I was I was perplexed. Like yeah. at this point I, I did not I thought we maybe we were gonna do another musical number about some sad pilot flying into space. Oh yeah. You know, I was I was waiting for it because I was like, here we go. Yeah. Sad pilot into space song. We're on nope. Mars. It's a mystery where we are. Nope, nothing like that though. No, we get crazy Martians. Yeah. Oh, so cool. And the sets were so awesome. Well, everything's like super peaceful, and the yeah. Mar the Mars women are, are very happy to to be there, and they, they try all try and take the guy's clothes off. Yeah. Oh, that's that's because they were going to bathe them. Oh. Apparently, I I have no idea why they were trying to take off that immigrants. Clothes. Leave that immigrant's <laughs> clothes on. Just to tuck his shirt. Nobody on. says immigrant anymore. He would have it. Not, not in this state. He, would, he, just wouldn't, he just wouldn't have it. It was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. It was probably one of, it just, I couldn't stop laughing at that part because it was just so like... He's just, like kicking his feet like Mario style. Like Mario jumps in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, eventually we get to a place where they take it. It's like they're going to do a show for them. So the the uh, queen is st- sitting at her throne, and they're all standing around. And we, it's like some sort of weird theater that has like a forest area thing. Yeah, like an enclosed area with the yeah. Uh, a forest we start to thing. see like a performance, like people poking their heads out. I don't even know if they're people. They look weird. Like I thought maybe there were other creatures, but then. Then, uh... All hell breaks loose. Yeah. Gets real. Sorry, I had to cuss for that. It gets real. It gets real. There's violence, some kind of chaos is going on, an attack. I didn't know what was going to happen. We see a couple of Martian women slump down dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're murdered. Kind of shocking. Like, yeah, in the middle of this movie, it's like we had no forewarning. Whoa. Yeah, it got real. It got real, and all oh three goodness. of our yeah, all three of our heroes get clubbed over the head or something and get dragged into a cart. They're very similar looking characters, though, right? Like the the spiky fro guy. I think yeah. at this point, he's the only one we've seen that looks the same. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they look similar. Oh, I thought I thought, I thought we did see queen. a whole bunch of other males. I thought the queen was there as well. Oh, that was later. Yeah. Okay, they okay. they take her to him. Okay, they look exactly the same. Like this looks just like our Super Saiyan friend. And the queen looks just like the other queen, except for she's doing stupid hand things and going. <laughs> Everybody's yelling and yeah, like the, the, she's going. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, wicked laugh! I forgot about the laugh. <laughs> and then the hand gestures as well, and the head thrown back. I think I didn't hear that part because I went into coma very briefly. It's okay, Joel. This was kind of oh. this Marzi stuff was a little bit. I just kind of. Didn't know what what to do anymore at this yeah. point. I mean, I knew I had to kind of 
continue watching to see what was going to happen, but I wasn't as interested as I was before. I almost feel like the <laughs> they they planned all this stuff out and like maybe even planned out a bunch of other stuff, but they were like, "This movie's really running really long, and we're running low on budget or something like that." So, uh, uh, put them in jail. Uh, uh, now they got to escape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then once they're in jail, like, uh, um. Our, our our pilot, what's his name? J J twenty one. J twenty one is lamenting the fact that uh that, that the time is running out, and you know he's not concerned with their current their current well being, but the fact that he's not going to be able to make it back in time to get married, or or you know to to his lady. Yeah, he's got to get to the chapel, and he's going to get married. Yep. Is that the part? Well, he needs to get to the church on time. Oh, church on time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because he believes in modern love. That's right. And he's afraid of Americans. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, David Bowie. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Is that the part where she, like, raps on the moon? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's definitely... Yeah, yeah, well, what what happens is, like, the... the, um, Oh, no, no, we totally missed that part. I thought it happened before this. I just didn't remember when. The the doofus and the other pilot, while they're getting their bath, their royal bath or whatever, um, the queen takes takes J22 over to her telescope. She's like, hey, check it. You know, this is what I look at. And then when he looks at the earth... Suddenly, his his lady's face forms onto the moon. D six face on the moon, (laughs) and she starts saying the lyrics of the song he was singing when they were together, which is like, "Uh, "You are the notes, I am the melody, and we can't make a tune unless we're together." But instead of singing it like he did, even though the music is playing in the background, she just kind of scats it. She just says the words, like, kind of in a little bit of sync. I don't know. And, a little you know, bit. yeah, it'd be fine. It was just like a simple refrain, but she goes on for about two minutes. Yeah. Just it goes on for a while. Her disembodied head. <laughs> on the moon. saying the lyrics to the rhythm of the song. I guess she, I guess he was right. She, he is the melody and she's just the notes. She's just the notes, man. Yeah, so she can't, she can't do the sing part. That so, should have been the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. No. Dr- drop the mic right, right there. Definitely. Best part. Boom. Over. Boom. <laughs> so it's looking pretty rough for our heroes, isn't it? They've been they've been trapped. They've been like hit a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. uh, immigrant guy. Immigrant guy keeps getting hit over the head by a uh, evil Super Saiyan dude. We have appearance number two of Dog Creature, like full appearance this oh, time did it show in, the, in the courtroom or in the the, the court of the. The evil queen. Oh, I didn't um, see it. The dog. The, it kind of just sca- again scanters off uh, to the to the, to the left. Yeah. yeah, it's like Ambrosius. Yeah, it's a coward. Coward dog. But it looked. It looked. It was pretty. I have to say, they did a really good job of covering they, a like, dog and stuff. Part of it or something. Oh, there? you're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> know that was the same thing. But yeah, that's weird. Yeah, had like a number shaved into it or something. <laughs> it was pretty weird. Yeah, that poor pup. <laughs> They had, like, titles in this movie, too. Like, you see in a silent movie, like, every once in a while something would come up on the screen and say, and then mm, this Four happened. months later. Yeah. Yeah. But what happened in the moment, like, where they said, we only have four days left before we can leave in time so I can get my marriage license. <laughs> and then it was like, there was a space. And then 
Four days have gone by. Yeah, now was, we've got two hours. Did anything happen in that time? Or was it just like no. fade to black and then fade, fade to, back up again? They, they've just been imprisoned <laughs> for those four for days. a long time, yeah. yeah. And then luckily, good Super Saiyan uh, pops out of the floor in a very conveniently cube-shaped block. A trap that was door. Cool. I like that. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't even like a trap door because it was thick. It's like it was stone, like, right? It was like, like it was earthbending or yeah. something. <laughs> It made me want to see like a mashup on YouTube of people like coming in trap doors. <laughs> floor. Yeah, coming yeah. in through the floor. So <laughs> that'd be cool. Now we're gonna have hateful eight in there, and you're gonna be upset. <laughs> so they then then it becomes kind of Scooby Dooish. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit Scooby Doo action there. They're in the tunnel underneath the the prison cell, um, trying to find their way out, and. On their tail is evil Super Saiyan. Now, wait, I I have to say one thing. I realize that a Super Saiyan is like one of those like blonde with the hair sticking straight up or, or something yeah. like that. This guy has his hair sticking up. You know, I could just call him Goku or something like that. I'm just I'm Super Saiyan. Okay, whatever. Stop Stop looking at me. I, there's no one stop. judging you right stop. now, Joel. Aaron? No one's judging you, dude. Okay. Nothing but love, man. But, uh... Um, Super Saiyan. <laughs> Double O has made friends with a friendly version of this guy, but he can't tell the difference until uh, evil guy hits him in the head. You know, then he knows for sure it's the wrong guy. So he's trying to get around. Uh, he gets hit in the head by the evil guy. The two pilots get a bunch of dust thrown into their face. Well, that's right. I totally yeah. forgot about the dust scene. Yeah, knockout dust, which is is kind of cool, but you know, <laughs> we thought they'd be tripping afterwards. We didn't need any more trips in this movie. Oh, they could have done a dream sequence. We've already seen... The dream sequence probably would have had another song. Yep. Uh, The Grace of the Riders, though. You know, they just checked out. (laughs) I skipped the best part. What was the best part? I'm so dumb. No, go ahead. What was the best part? The dance number that the evil people did. How could we even forget that? I can't believe that. Because I can't, like... I'm still seeing it it in my brain every moment. Dude, that was a crazy ass dance oh, scene. They're like looking through the pri- out of the prison at like a, a place just beyond it, and there's a huge four armed idol. It's like oh. a giant like Buddha. Right. It kind it kind of looks like Super Saiyan guy, except for I don't think he has the hair. But he has he has like oh, he snails on his head, like the Buddha does in some statues. Yeah. I thought it was pretty awesome though. But, yeah. This this that I mean that's really we well were, done like. All of a sudden, my eyes were glued back on the screen. Like, what the hell is going on here? A little racy, too. Yeah. If you ask me. A lot of bare midriffs. A lot of legs. <laughs> a lot of... Mm. It was like hula dancers, but they were doing these weird... like It was a choreographed dance routine. You know what it reminded me of, though? It reminded me... We watched this Coco Chanel movie. Coco Chanel and Igor Stravinsky. Mm. And in the movie, Igor Stravinsky writes a piece of music for a ballet. Right of Spring. Yeah. And it reminded me of the ballet that they choreographed for that. Because it's mm. like this sort of... Um, Not traditional at all. Yeah. Non-traditional dancing style. And like that non-traditional ballet was, it kind of reminded me of that. Kind of modern dance, too. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. There's so uh, people weaving out of each other. You can almost see it like as a as girls in a swimming pool kind of version too. But uh, the angle, like 
they were supposed to be evil, so they weren't doing like a full like can can kicks or something like that. They were all kind of hunched over and like sliding yeah. back and forth between each other, and laying like, their bodies upon the idol. And, yeah, yeah. At the I, end, being lifted up by the idol. I feel like it was almost supposed to be like because they kept doing the choreography in this like symmetrical pattern. I felt like it might like the dancing maybe was supposed to be about like them and their evil twin like oh, about how like everyone has like two sides their other side yeah oh wow and we didn't mention that the pilots figure that they figure everyone on this island twin. planet <laughs> has an evil twin the island of mars <laughs> and that's your new band why not yeah that's cool i'm cool with it i'm cool with that's it. great Jimmy Buffett cover band, The Island of Mars. That's the worst cover. <laughs> that was probably the most memorable moment of the entire movie for me. And I just l- was wondering what the heck was going on yeah. the whole time. Oh, yeah. It's it's super. I mean, it's, it, we, it doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, other than it's supposed to. And, you know, this is a whole, like, native, like, bias thing. Like, oh, yeah, they're worshiping an idol. And, oh, they don't really have clothes. And they don't have ways to communicate type thing. What's going on there? But that that whole dance sequence was, like, super cool. Super cool. Agreed. I salute you. I found it pretty weird. Yeah. Well, it was definitely out of place with a lot of things. But um, I'm going to have to say that... uh, it was definitely just interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I don't know if it was supposed to fill the the our adventures with like dread. Oh, maybe. Or maybe. Maybe it was supposed to be something that was just so unknown to them. I don't know. I don't have to tell you, but it was a really cool kind of inclusion. Yeah, that's. I d- yeah, I'm not exactly sure what it added, but at the same time, it was like the most memorable moment. Definitely. So there's Scooby Dooing around. The two pilots get knocked out by the dust. It's up to our useless immigrant immigrant friend, Double O, <laughs> to save these guys. And he ends up having to, he finds the strength to drag them along. Which is actually pretty funny when he's dragging them, like, two at a time. like <laughs> The dummies, yeah. Two dummies cool. sliding on the ground. That was awesome. Ah. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> he gets them back to the rocket. And evil guy is, is hot on their trail. He's following after them. And it gets the two pilots in. And then we have a five-minute minute sequence of him trying to climb the ladder. Evil guy pulling him off the ladder. Hitting him. He tries to get up the ladder again. Goes between the legs. A lot of... All yeah. of a sudden, we're going physical comedy again. I stopped <laughs> paying attention for a little bit during that moment. Just because I was like... Ugh. It was very Three Stooges. Yeah. It went on for a long time. That ladder scene, though. Yeah. Yeah. Long enough for the entire evil village to catch up to them, essentially. Everybody's running out there with their spears to get these escapees back. To the and island. all of a sudden, the... Double uh, O does something to the guy, and he just he falls over. Yeah, he did some weird kind of neck pinch. Yeah, maybe total, that's where Gene Rodberry got it from. Total I Vulcan. Don't know. Yeah, speculative. Totally that, speculative. That's what it looked like. We find out what he did later, but yeah, it looked like he just like, you know, like in Spaceballs. That's the only reference I have. <laughs> but he, they get back in. He gets it back into the rocket. And he uses their instructions to set the the dials and everything right, and boom, they're off. They're on their way back to Earth. I'm pretty sure 
in reality, they should have died, crash-landed back into Mars, because this guy is a doofus. Well, yeah, I'm gonna have to say, I'm glad they wrote down, well, they kept some pretty good notation that <laughs> that a man from 1930 could understand 1980s math, Yeah, and, and you know, had, had the fort, fort right ability to two just one. get them back. Thirteen. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty hard to to, to reason with. But at that point, it, I was just kind of glad that they were off Mars. So. Yeah. On their way back, we get to our thrilling conclusion, where we're in the courtroom essentially, and uh, roommate's girlfriend is there stalling. Well, I, I, you know, once again, I find myself uh, laughing at it, like she was the female comedy relief. That's the the person I usually find funny in these older movies, the one who's just supposed to be like a, a sassy, like uh, snarky person. Oh God! She's telling the judge, oh, "He's having, <laughs> I'm having his baby. Or I had his baby." It was very Maury, yeah. right? It was very Maury. What? Doesn't make any sense. They don't have babies. They don't have babies. They don't babies. got no babies that way. <laughs> How they, was Babby formed? They get him out of a. They get him out of a machine. Them babbies. Two babbies. Yeah, they already, like, established that's where babies came from. Yeah. And then a really <laughs> cool shot happens, and I don't think Aaron saw this, unfortunately. Yeah. Where we see the rocket going over the model city, and it's like... I saw it. Oh, saw you did see it. it? Yeah, I was here for that. Okay. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, sparks the airplanes, like, the airplanes flying in front of it. And yeah. That si- the air raid sirens going off. Mm-hmm. That was cool. So we know they're almost there. Almost back, and they do get back in time, and everything's great, except for they can't prove that they've actually gone to Mars. I mean, how are they going to prove it? They didn't bring anything with them. Not even, like, a speck of dirt. Not anything. Nothing Martian in, in, with them at all. But, nope. and that's the end of the movie. So, no one wins. <laughs> she marries the other guy. This guy throws himself off a bridge. Immigrant guy, immigrant guy was arrested for interfering with the government experiment. And for not having papers. Yep, you yep. didn't have the papers. <laughs> no papers. Show me the papers. <laughs> and uh, the roommate runs off with the vampire guy. I wonder how many poor 1930s men are brought back to life and just thrown out in the streets <laughs> yeah. in the year 1980. I'm done with you now. You're trash. You're not even a person. <laughs> Get out of here. You know, you they, even they're on the verge of a lot of new technology in this society. Yeah. Bringing people back from the dead, going to Mars. <laughs> They, they've probably found a way to dispose of people, too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I can make you disappear. Or shoot them back through time. Just see them falling out of the plane. Ah! Yeah. No, but what really happened is uh, immigrant guy, immig- immigrant, I'm, I'm losing the ability to say, Double O has kidnapped evil Super Saiyan. <laughs> he now has his own slave. Oh. Marches him into the courtroom. And they're like, you can't, that's impossible. You did not conquer this guy. That's Im-. And it turns out the way to conquer any Martian is to just grab him by the earlobe. And then, boom, they're down for the count. And that's enough for the judge. The judge is like, yep, that's all the proof I need. That's definitely not just some big naked guy. Oh, God. <laughs> definitely a Martian. <laughs> yep. You didn't just paint him that way or... So, put a hat on it. Hair on him. <laughs> so you can get married now. Okay, bye. <laughs> the end, right? Essentially, yeah. Because, 
because going to Mars made him like the better man like more for the marriage. That's right. Yeah. It's the kind of man you can get behind. The Universal. Mind throw his life away in an experiment that may not work. Is willing to enslave people and is really close with his roommate. Really close. I don't know why. I mean, I guess. They're BFFs. Come on, Joel. Yeah. BFFs. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I was going to say, I don't know why. Some of the story in this is a little bit convoluted and weird, oh, yeah. but but I understand, you, you know, about? the hero needs to get the girl at the end, so we got there. That's yeah. <laughs> right. And it and it was an entertaining movie. Oh yeah. I had a great time watching it. I'm gonna have to say that this is definitely something I I would recommend to people just to be like, you need to see something crazy, watch this. This is crazy. <laughs> it was like it was like white Christmas. <laughs> Hmm. But in space, in black and white. Yeah. With a bunch of weird crap. Oh, White Christmas has the charm of Bing Crosby. This doesn't have anybody like that. You're like, that guy was no Bing I mean, Crosby. If I, if also, I, I think there's a scene in Blackface and, and White Christmas, so we got that going for it, too. I mean, I would say if I would summarize it, I would. I mean, I would just try to explain, like, how cool the, the sets were. There's a lot of really cool, like, models. Yeah. The rocket ship. Costumes. Um, I think you could watch, like, clips of this movie. Certain yeah. clips just to see some of the really cool stuff. Like, la- the laboratory. I read that that was actually predated the Frankenstein one, which was in 1941. So it was awesome. basically, like, a direct inspiration. Cool. And, uh, yeah, Mars, rocket ship, that dance scene. Yeah. And if you want to see something really stupid, uh, never squat a fly. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot about that. You're so lucky. <laughs> so, I mean, it's free on YouTube. Thank, thank you, Randomizer. This was a this was a great one. Yeah, good pick. I'm glad we watched it because we probably never would have otherwise. I've yeah. never even heard of it. Yeah, the first science fiction talkie musical combination. I don't know if it was the first science fiction talkie just by itself, but sure. definitely combination musical science fiction. Cool. Next week, we got a pick. From my niece. Who's your niece, Joel? None of your business. No, her name is Mia. And she wanted us to hi, watch... Hi, Mia. Hi, Mia. Oh, Aaron says hi. Hi. Mia, be polite. Okay. Uh. She wants us to watch the movie Her. Okay. Uh, and that is from, uh, was it, 2014? Recently. Yeah. The. Uh, <laughs> from recently. Yeah. Who's the director? Is it... Spike uh, Spike Jones? Yeah, I think you're right. It's got a Joaquin Phoenix in it, right? Is yes. It? Yeah, cool. Joaquin Phoenix it's and a good movie. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Cool. Yeah, Spike Jones. Right, so, cool. Sounds good to me. I haven't seen it yet, so that'll be awesome. Yeah. So until next week, how about a lesson or two? What did you, you guys learn by watching this movie? So much. I learned so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that Apparently, having an old-fashioned girl is good. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. You certainly, <laughs> certainly seem to think that's a thing. <laughs> that, that was mentioned quite often in this movie. Explains uh, why the women all seem just to be a bunch of flappers, or whatever they're called. <laughs> 1930s girls. Old-fashioned. Oh, boy. Sarah? Don't go into space. <laughs> <laughs> Only good things happen in space. 
I mean, that's the motto of our show. Like, if so. I were them and I knew that was what was going to happen, I probably wouldn't have gone. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I could see. The appeal, the appeal is only for men, obviously. It's, full, it's a planet full of women. Scantily clad women. Some of them are nice, some of them are naughty. So which one are you going to choose? It's up to you. Take your selection. And, uh, let's see. If... <laughs> If you find that you may end up in a situation where you're going to get struck by lightning, say, when you're golfing, maybe you should choose to get cremated, <laughs> just in case they want to try to resurrect you in the future. Yeah. 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 Definitely. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.